Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Zero, season two, episode 14. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Jenna Anderson. Joining me in the virtual building today is Aaron Perrine. Sadly, not on a floating discotheque, but here, how's everybody doing? (laughs) And then we also have Jamie Jurak in the virtual building. Good morning, everyone. Awesome. Um, Brandon is taking a very well-deserved mental health day. So we are all hanging out um, here. And then a certain someone else might be breaking out of his jail cell and joining us when we talk about Moon Knight. So we will see about that. Um, But we have a lot to break down today. We have episode three of Moon Knight. We have a lot of MCU news through the week. We have those Thor 4 action figures that we have to talk about. We have a new Doctor Strange TV spot that just came out before we started recording. So there's a lot to break down today. Um, First and foremost, though, I do want to thank everybody who has been subscribing to our YouTube channel and joining the Twitter community. Those those spaces just become so much fun. the Twitter community in particular is so much fun to check in on and see what everybody's talking about. So if you have not joined already, our YouTube is youtube.com slash phase zero. And then um, we'll link to the Twitter community somewhere so you can find it if you're not already there. Um, and we also have a bonus episode that will be arriving this Friday. I won't tell you who it's with yet, but we will tell you at the end of the show just to keep you a little in suspense. Um, but yeah, so diving into the MCU news for the week. Uh, first and foremost, the Thor Love and Thunder Marvel Legends wave came out. We can see what it looks like now. Um, we've got new costumes for basically everybody, um, but this is our first look at the new ones for Valkyrie and for Star-Lord in particular. I know Star-Lord almost has like mutton chops now. That seems like a new addition. Um, Valkyrie is labeled King Valkyrie on her um, on the box for her figure, which is super cool. Um, and then there's the gore design, <laughs> which we have to talk about um, because it has drawn comparisons to every single thing under the sun except for how gore actually looks in the comics. Um, I know I tweeted, he looks an awful lot like Lube Man from the Watchmen TV show. So, and there's a lot of like death from Bill and Ted, like anything. There's so many comparisons to be made there. Um, but yeah, Jamie, you're at the top. So what do you think about the Marvel Legends wave? I mean, well, first of all, it's just wild that this is how we're being introduced to some of this stuff. It's, uh, this is, can't be on purpose. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, I mean, we've been, we've knew that Valkyrie was going to be King Valkyrie since 2019, but to see it written out is like, gets me excited. Uh, I can't wait to hear the words be said aloud. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the Bill and Ted was my first thought about gore as well. Um, You know, let's just uh, see what happens there. Uh, (laughs) uh, You know, the internet had feelings and I don't think those feelings were wrong. Uh, But, you know, you never know. Uh, what, what's to come, and I trust the people involved. Is what I'll say about that. 
<laughs> I will say the art for Gore on the side of the box looks much more like looks much better than the action figure himself. So if that is how he actually looks, because I know I had a conversation with Chris about like, do you did you really were you really going to put Christian Bale in CGI the entire time? Like this man could have turned himself into a space alien practically if, if you had asked him to. So it's like the fact that we're using practical makeup and that is the way we're going is definitely a choice for Gore, because especially considering how he looks in the comics. But it's very cool to see. Aaron, what do you think? Uh, so it was, there was not just a lot of discussion about this on the internet, but also a lot of discussion about this in the comicbook.com like messaging uh, channel. <laughs> uh, we have a lot of people who comics lifers that really, really enjoy like the comics accurate looks of things. But my immediate take was like, I don't see how you would have gone about doing some of the comics action things like as much as some of us might have wanted Christian Bale running around in a loincloth for two and a half hours. I don't know how realistic it was to get that. <laughs> also, I know as a person who like shakes chip bags and like knocks on melons in the grocery <laughs> store that if I pay for something, I want like all of it. And if you pay the money for Christian Bale, you probably want to people to know it's Christian Bale because the same people who said like the stuff on that were like the same people who were like super upset about uh Skarsgård in Eternals and being like, what? You're a crow and you're only here for five seconds? What is happening? So uh, I think we should all wait till it comes out. As you said, it's good that we're not getting this movie acted out as action figures, although because we don't have a trailer, we don't know if that's not true or not. Uh, so we, we just wait. Taika's got it. It's okay. Yes. We're going to be all right, guys. Everybody <laughs> breathe. I still just remember, I think it was like an onion headline or something that was like Christian Bale gains like 2,000 pounds to play the sandworm from Dune. So it's like, <laughs> this man would have done that. It, like, and so yeah, just getting to see him practically as Gore is going to be so good. And yeah, Aaron mentioned it. Still no trailer. I know people had hoped that the trailer would come on Monday based on the various hand signals that Taika and Hemsworth and Tessa had in that one photo. Um, but that didn't happen. So we will just wait and see when a trailer comes out. Because at this point, who knows? It could be right until the end of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness at this point. Who knows? Speaking of that... Ooh, Doctor Strange. There's always some Doctor Strange news happening because we are less than a month away. Um, We learned that the runtime is two hours and six minutes. Uh, We learned that it's rated PG-13 for intense sequences of violence and action, frightening images, and some language. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, <laughs> and uh, reportedly uh, there won't be it, right, it won't be screened uh, entirely until the second of May. Uh, wh- when is uh, the Hollywood premiere is happening? You know, because spoilers, because some people have been ruining that for other people. Um, so there's, we've got a lot of like basic information here. It's so funny because when they announced the Batman runtime, everyone was like, "That's too long," and now the, this runtime, people are like, "That's too short." And it's like a movie is meant to be how long it's meant to be. Two hours and six minutes is a respectable runtime. I have no issue with this. Do you guys think this is too short? Do you have feelings about this? So I was talking to Aaron about this before we started recording last week. I, I was worried about this until I saw a tweet from somebody that compiled all of the runtimes of Sam Raimi movies. I think his longest one is Spider-Man 3. And that one is just like two hours and 20 minutes or something like that. Like one of the Evil Dead movies is not even 90 minutes. So this man knows how to be efficient with his storytelling. And if you're getting like Feige has said this, if you're getting Sam Raimi, you're getting him to make a Sam Raimi movie in this universe. So as much as part of me wanted this to be three hours long just to help the like 
like magical mystery tour of everything we're seeing in the multiverse. If it only needs to be two hours and six minutes, granted that's with like 10 minutes of trailers. So even then it's really less than two hours, but like I trust Sam Raimi for whatever he has up his sleeve with that. Yeah. I mean like people like uh, we had an entire SNL sketch, like what was it two weeks ago about short ass Mm -hmm. movies, right? Like, (laughs) and Netflix made a category called short movies. Uh, You short a movies, you can go find that online. Uh, I, I do in, in a different, like if this was what we had just, I think we all still have like Morbius, like sadness <laughs> where it's like the runtime was like obviously truncated to do, to like maneuver around some things. I think that Raimi's probably going to have a good handle on it. And with some of the other stuff that came up around this announcement about like the rating and the time and why we're not getting, you know, like the screening whenever we're getting it, it's like, there's more stuff in here than what they say, like Infinity War and Endgame mm-hmm. and freaking uh, Far From uh, No Way Home combined. And I was like, how could that possibly be true with the time? But we'll probably see. Yeah, I, I feel like these last couple of years have really like changed our brains with, but like most Marvel movies leading up to Infinity War and them aren't that long yeah. and two hours and six minutes is still over two hours uh and now sometimes uh you just want to pop in a movie and you don't have three hours and now and i'm like yeah give me a shorter wanda content so that i can just put it have a little bit of wanda as a treat one day uh when i own it in my home and i think that's great <laughs> Speaking of Wanda, though, uh, there was a new TV spot that just dropped, um, and uh, we get a, we see a lot of cool Wanda stuff. Uh, a version of her blowing up an Ultron bot, maybe. Um, there was also like this close up, new close up on her eyes, and girls got some good eye makeup going. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, got some. It's like dark Wanda's like looking looking fancy. She's going to Sephora. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot wait for all of the group cosplays. I know like WandaVision itself had like so much group cosplay potential, but I feel like even just for this movie, you can get like half a dozen different Wandas probably by the end of it, of just all of the different makeup and like hair decisions. Like that is just going to be great. But yeah. Yeah. Someone pointed out and I know that, that like poor cosplayers like got this great new suit in WandaVision Mm -hmm. and it's already (laughs) different. Uh, And I was like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. That is uh, a bummer, but I'm like, give me all the looks you can give me. (laughs) Uh, please. If I may speculate, because there was, of course, another round of conversation about whatever she's like attacking in this hallway. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's an Ultron century. I think it's a person. Mm. I think it's a person. I think I think she like straight up puzzle piece someone apart and that's their nervous system and their brain Um, crawling on the ground. (laughs) Um, But that's just me. I mean, it is PG-13 for intimate sequences of violence and action and frightening images. And that is a frightening image. Don't forget, some language. Some language. language. (laughs) I I, I don't know about you guys, but I always thought all movies had some language. But that's, you know, I read that to mean that uh, Nick Fury is in here or Chris Evans is in here. One of the two. Because that's the only people with language <laughs> problems in the MCU. Just the F word one time or, hey, stop cussing. 
That's it. Or maybe, or maybe Mark Spector, because as we saw with last week's episode, people think he might have dropped an F-bomb for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I also need to point out, I love the fanfare in this TV spot of like how it goes through all of the past ones before we get to the, the present one. I think that is just super cool. Yeah, I'm at the point with these tra- these TV spots of like, don't show me anything more. Like, I know each of these is incrementally giving us like two seconds of new footage each time. But like at a certain point, I'm just like, just let me see the movie. Like, I don't want to get any more context at this point. Like, you know, I'm going to go see it. So like, just give it to me. already. <laughs> I, I One thing that's weird is that have we heard Tilda's voice before in any of these? No, actually, I don't think so. She She's just like narrating it. I know it's a pull <laughs> from the first movie, but like, I'm like, why? Like, that's so funny. Yeah. Like they try to get away from that. And now I'm like, what? why? That's there are so many weird things you can do without giving us any more footage because that was one of the things about no way homes rollout that was kind of a bummer was that we got that entire bridge fight like a month before the movie came out some of the parts of that would have like absolutely destroyed the theater and then i I was like expecting the beats which is like silly i'm like i I would pay 13 dollars to get in here plus popcorn and a drink i would like to see once again my thrift on display i want all of it we need that fine line of not an, stop giving us too much, but also give us a trailer. <laughs> like, yes. what? Where is the line? The because it exists. It's a very thin line. That's why I still hold on to my hope of just like the Love and Thunder trailer should just be a music video. Like, just don't show me any actual footage at this point. Um, yeah. So the the countdown to Doctor Strange is continuing. We're just gradually getting closer at this point. So at least that's good. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, so switching gears over to Disney Plus, Ironheart has directors now. That's exciting. Uh, Sam Bailey from Dear White People and Angela Barnes from uh, Blind Spotting will be uh, heading up the project. But also, interestingly, Ryan Coogler's Proximity Production Company is also involved uh, with this, which is interesting considering that we know that Ironheart's going to debut in uh, Wakanda Forever. Which, I mean, it's just kind of fascinating. They're just like, you know what? You know what you're doing over there. Here's this little umbrella of things for you to handle. More siloing of MCU into different corners. I am a fan of the siloing into different corners because that (laughs) helps organization and the OCD in my brain be like, yes, this is the person we go to talk to about these things. This is the person I go talk to the manager about. What do you guys think? Were you guys excited for those choices for Ironheart? I, I love it. I think I'm just excited that the show is moving forward and that we now have directors and stuff. And I know we talked about like a week or so ago about Coogler potentially being involved. And it makes complete sense of like he he's helping introduce her to the universe. So like, why not have him be involved with the show? Because I know he has that like overall deal with Marvel for TV, which we know is going to do Wakanda stuff. And so it's cool that this also gets to be a part of that, too. But yeah, I completely agree. I feel like, though, the black goop, it, like it, even you can silo things off as much as possible. There's still the black goop. It's still going to be everywhere. I mean, I, I believe that something to that effect is why we don't have a freaking trailer for Thor yet. Like there, <laughs> I, like what other reason is there not for there to be a clip? Like nothing, like literally just have freaking weird Chris Pratt beatboxing. And then like <laughs> Chris Hemsworth doing the robot and that's it. Like give us something. So just the ants thing from the first ant. Yes. And they're just chanting <laughs> ants over and over. Just at that, at this point, that's all we need. I'm, I'm going to see this movie regardless. So Jamie, what do you think? Yeah, um, I think that these uh, director choices are awesome, uh, especially just those different. Those two things are known best for dear white people and blind spotting. Tone wise, are very different, but also uh, I, I uh, with have a, they have a lot to say. 
Um, and I think that that's a really awesome combination of people. That's the end that, that I'm, I'm jazzed about that. I, I also think that that's building out this like tier system that we were joking around about before where Ironheart's probably going to be down here with Miss Marvel where it's not as like intense as uh, what we just saw in Moon Knight episode three <laughs> or, you know, what we're probably going to see in Multiverse of Madness either. So I'm kind of curious to see where it lies on like the tone spectrum too. Definitely. Nice. Oh man, moving on to a different show to discuss. Uh, my boy Dermot Mulroney won't say if he's in Secret Invasion, um, but he's also not like it, he's also clearly not comfortable with a hundred percent lying. So to comicbookmovie.com, uh, he said, uh, I, "I don't know. I did work with Don Cheadle, and I think there's some footage from that episode of Fame in 1986 dangling out there on YouTube. So please don't watch that." Um, I'm sorry. Was there another question? So yeah, the man's in the show. Um, like, come on. Uh, and I respect it. I respect the the dodging while also not being a straight up liar. God, I'm just so he's such a good choice. I know I talked about this in the past, but I'm really excited. Last night, my best friend was watching something with him, and she texted me, and she goes. She goes, seeing him makes me think of your play. And I forgot that the first play I ever wrote many years ago had like a whole, was a rom-com that just had a whole monologue about Dermabaloni. <laughs> I just love that man. <laughs> he's just a comforting man. And I think that like, and and if he's like, and but also when you're playing a president, you could really go anyway. So uh, I hope that he's a, a nice, friendly president, <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> he might be nice and friendly. And then the scroll side of him might not be like, we'll have to mm. see about that. Um, mm-hmm. you, yeah, this is just so funny. It's like, it literally is the Andrew Garfield thing of like, it's a Photoshop. It's like, we have photos of you on set. Like we, there's a news, there's a fake newspaper. Like we know you're probably the president <laughs> in this. And yet you are very cleverly bringing in fame <laughs> and Don Cheadle into your little answer. So I love how he's dodging it, but like, we know he's most likely in it at this point. Aaron, what do you think? I, I just, I, I appreciate the commitment to not letting us know anything about this project before <laughs> it's out, except for the fact that maybe people are in it. That's it. That's all we know. We don't have a structure. We don't have an inciting incident of any kind. Like it's all just like you'll figure it out when it get when it comes out, which is great. And unlike you know some of the other projects, it's so it's far enough down the line that that's not like a an annoyance yet yet. But we need to know. <laughs> all I want is that for the scroll version of him or like the double. There has to be Dylan McDermott. There has to be. I'll be so bad. <laughs> I'll be so upset. Also, the entire chat good. is obsessed with the idea of Jamie having written a play. I've, I'm seeing a lot of JJ Playbrooms and various puns. I hate to blow your minds, but I wrote three plays. Wow. Oh, wow. That is very impressive. That's that was a awesome. long time ago. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So the internet had a little bit of a time yesterday. <clears throat> I was on shift writing for all of you while this was all breaking out. And then we look over at the old trending tab and Captain America four is trending. Anthony Mackie is trending. And there is an interview with extra TV where they're asking about what he's like filming next. And I guess he said that he's going to do twisted metal over there with Peacock, uh, which is, I still don't know what that's going to look like. I have no idea as, as a veteran of low polygonal video game playing, (laughs) I have a weird spot in my heart for such a thing, but I don't know if it's going to be good or not. Who knows? Like, hopefully it's good. That'd be fun. But 
of course, when you take out the I'm my latest project going to be Twisted Metal, you get, oh, yeah, I'm filming. I'm shooting that right now. Something, you know, and then people are like, ah, it's Captain America 4. It's coming. <laughs> oh, God. And the, not ignoring the fact that we don't have a release date for Cap 4. We don't have its place in the timeline. Sebastian Stan is somewhere right now, like drinking tea and like looking off in the mid distance in a sweater. Like no one knows what's happening with that movie. I don't even know if the script is done, but all of us believed for half a day, I guess, except for those who saw the original thing and immediately were like, wait, he's talking about Twisted Metal. Why are we all talking about Captain America 4? But so we had a slight Captain America 4 false, false alarm. Uh, do you, do you guys think that it could actually start filming soon? Because he's always down there near Atlanta and he's building that <laughs> facility down there in New Orleans. Like, do you think we're anywhere near Captain America 4? Yeah, this was such an overreaction in terms of like, oh, no, it's not Captain America 4. You know, it takes like a few months for these for these things to get made. It's not like it's going to take up years of his life. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure like I'm sure within the next three years, we will get Captain America 4, which sounds like a long time, but it's really not. Um, and we have a lot of other content coming and we could very, very easily see him pop up before then. Uh, this does not mean that we're not getting Anthony Mackie until then. Like he's in Atlanta. He's a lot of a lot of sets he could pop on over to and make a cameo in. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know anything about Twisted Metal. Um, uh, but is that what it's called? Yes, <laughs> that's what it's called. You, you, you laughed, so I'm like, oh no, did I embarrass myself? No. Did I embarrass myself? Um, We're just going to turn uh, you into a gamer over the course of yeah, working right. on this um, podcast. If, if there's one thing Jamie knows absolutely nothing about, it's games, except for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. So uh, that's where I'm at. I love it. But yeah, with this, it's like, it is so funny to me that the immediate reaction was Cap 4. This is why context is so important on the internet and why we often don't have it on social media because then things like this can snowball out of control. We don't have a director for this movie. Like this movie was just put into like development after Falcon and Winter Soldier ended. Yes, they've been writing the script for like the better part of a year now. So it, it would have made sense that they probably could have been moving forward with it. But like Feige doesn't let us know anything until we know something. And I don't think they would start filming on this movie before we have like a director announced or a title or any like actual information about what's going on. So it is this weird thing where it's like, we know what Disney plus shows are still in the pipeline. We know which ones are going to start filming soon, but on the film side, it feels like it's this nebulous thing of like, well, it could be blade. It could be cap Four, it could be fantastic for Like we really have no idea. So I get that this kind of snowballed into being the way that it was, but it's not going to move forward that quickly. And once it does, like you said, production will be relatively short. Like we'll still be able to get this movie in the next couple of years, which will be good. And then in the meantime, he has to show up in something else. Like, I feel like that is a guarantee. That's the part of it. That's the crazy to me is that he said that thing about visiting the Wakanda Forever set yeah. and was like I'm not in it and then that did nothing no traffic <laughs> and he's like I'm filming a completely unrelated project based on a PS2 game PS1 <laughs> game and everybody's like it's Captain America 4 he's back and I'm like no what what happened how did we get here I'm so confused also shout out the comic book uh, account for yeah, joking whoever's about poor Sebastian Stan being passed over to be Luke Skywalker by deepfake Mark Hamill pour one out He'll get there one day, y'all. He'll get Eventually. there. <laughs> the comic book comments are on fire today. So I know. Doing that. JJ Flaberhams is going to be my new uh, Twitter handle. <laughs> Perfect. That's going to be so good. <laughs> <sighs> no, but yeah, uh, I, we're just in this weird, like, 
not, it's not really a drought. We have movies, we have Disney Plus shows, we have stuff in the pipeline, but on the movie side, there's still a lot we don't know. So I get how this could just become a thing of like, he's definitely filming Cat 4. It's like, yes, it's him with no director, with a script and no supporting cast. He's just going to film it in like a garage for three months and then it's going to come out. <laughs> That's like an SNL sketch I would love to watch. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> you broke <it> hard. <laughs> Um. And then our last little piece of news today, um, pivoting back to the Disney Plus space, um, Tim Roth did an interview because he is returning as Abomination in the She-Hulk TV show. And he talked about working on that. And he called Tatiana Maslany's work on the show jaw-dropping, which makes me very happy for reasons I will soon get into. So he talked to ET Canada and he said, she's amazing. It's actually jaw-dropping. Just watching it on a day-to-day level and sometimes a dialogue lands just on that level and her ability to absorb and then perform was quite remarkable. And she's funny. One of the signs of a good actor is their comedic touch and she has it. And then he talked about how they kind of get to improv on the set because he said Tatiana and Mark Ruffalo together were very funny and we could improvise depending on who we were working with on any particular day. Some of the directors that we worked with were up for improv and that was funny. The idea of improvising with these characters in that situation, it was unusual to say the least. Um, Jamie can attest to this. Anyone who has watched Orphan Black will know Tatiana can deliver a jaw-dropping performance. There's a reason why she won an Emmy for playing a dozen different clones on a single season of Orphan Black. So the the fact that he is offering this praise for her is so much fun and so makes me so happy. And then just the idea that they're improvising on this show, like just thinking about Abomination and Hulk and She-Hulk improving together just makes me so happy. Like I am so excited to see how much of that improv actually ends up in the show because I feel like those three characters, there's so much potential there for just weird improv. So Jamie, what do you think? So excited. Oh my God. First of all, just the whole concept of the improv thing is fascinating. And we, you know, we need more funny stuff uh, in MCU, especially these days. It's just getting more bleak. Uh, And oh man, just the, Hearing the like Tim Roth speak Tatiana Maslany's name is just oh what a pair! I just as I've said many times in this program, I love Tim Roth uh, and I love Tatiana Maslany. So uh, throw Mark Ruffalo in the mix, and you got a TV show. So uh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm I, I I'm this is one of the things I'm most excited about. I know it's Jenna's top, but it's a top <laughs> two, three for me. I, man, oh man, oh man. Um, yes, Im- the improv thing, I just, I really hope we get some behind the scenes footage of that. That's, uh, we've talked about this before, but like release, give us some DVDs of these Disney Plus shows because I want to see that. Especially like knowing how they do the mocap stuff and like just picturing Mark Ruffalo with like dots all over his face improvising. It's like, I want to see that. I want to see what that footage looks like and then how we get it at the end of the show. Like we need that out in the world. But yeah, Aaron, what do you think? Like uh, you guys are just like talking about the polka dot people behind the scenes footage. That that would be very, very, very funny where like everybody is just looking at each other and looking completely ridiculous, but playing it completely straight. Uh, that's good times right there. I, after hearing this, I'm kind of sad that she didn't get introduced until after Multiverse of Madness because I really feel like she would have fit in really well. Like, can you imagine <laughs> how many different variants she could just whip up mm. on a dime? Like, it would be very, very interesting. But I'm also happy to hear that, like, the humor is not getting, like, excised because I am looking forward, like you guys said, to, like, something where it's not as, like, serious. It's not as, like, the stakes. The stakes, they be, they be climbing on, on the Disney Plus show <laughs> we got this week. And the last two, like, I'm like, okay, Miss Marvel <laughs> and She-Hulk are going to be so nice where it's like, hey, man, there's no big celestial coming out of the earth. 
There's no big, crazy, extra dimensional monster trying to like pretend to be my mom. Like <laughs> it's just very, very I'm like, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm very excited. I know that some people are like that this is their Super Bowl for like Moon Knight and stuff, but I'm like, I like the other side of MCU too, where it's not quite as serious the entire time. So we're really wait. in like a sad era. I, I bought we, my I bought Spider-Man yesterday and I was like, yeah, I can't wait to watch. And then I sat down in my room and I'm like, I don't really want to cry today. I'm not gonna I'm like I was like, I don't I don't feel like feeling these emotions right now. I, I'm tired. Um and so I didn't watch it yet. I'm I'm excited to own it and rewatch it. But I was like, whoa, it's weird to like buy a Marvel movie and have that be your thought. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember like the one of the first calls I got walking out of the theater from the way home was one of my really close friends. Like, he was sounded like he was sad. He saw like somebody ran oh. over his dog. I was like, no. what happened? He's like, man, that was really sad. I'm really <laughs> upset. Like, May, like the poor kid at the he's like, he's just alone. It's like yes. sad. You want to hug him or at least give a mm-hmm. slice of pizza because he's poor. Yes. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm all for great. it. I'm all for the sadness. It's just like I just sometimes you need a break. Yes, you know, absolutely. absolutely we really are just in like the sad era. Like that never actually occurred to me, but it's like this and then like multiverse is going to be probably bleak on some level just based on what we've seen yeah. in the trailers. And so just like at least we get some this language. language. <laughs> yes, some language. I'm very curious like who that language is going to come from because it's like is it going to be like is it going to be strange? Is it going to be an alternate strange? Is it going to be like Rintra? Like who, any character in this movie could be swearing. I have absolutely no idea. But like I'm happy that after that with Miss Marvel, Thor and She-Hulk we will get like this more upbeat kind of era hopefully. Watch Thor 4 will somehow like emotionally rip our hearts out and then I'll com- be completely wrong. But I, I want to I mean- hope that these will be a little bit more optimistic. Tyga sneaks up on you sometimes. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, I, I'm in my steed Blackbeard feelings. Uh, so. <laughs> oh, 100%. Um, but yeah, so that's the news for this week. Um, we will take a quick one-minute break, and then we will talk about Moon Knight Episode 3. In the meantime, that is a perfect amount of time to go subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not already a subscriber. So we are at youtube.com slash phase zero. But yeah, we'll see you in a minute. Zero season two episode 14 we are back and we are now going to do a full spoiler filled discussion of episode three of moon Knight. um so we'll just start off with reactions i know we are really waiting for somebody else's re- reaction but he should hopefully be here shortly it's apparently taking a very long time to break out of jail um but yeah jamie you're at the top of the board so if you want to share your reaction to the episode Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it very much. Um, I really like that we got to see what, like, Mark is capable of, not just in the suit, like, he's badass and he can fight. Uh, that was great. Uh, and I really like uh, the that, like, Layla and Mark are so on the outs, but I like this, like, Layla Steven uh, kind of stuff because Steven is clearly enamored by her because, like, you know, she's cool and beautiful and uh, and she kind of gets this new version of her husband that's, like, sweet and, and not lying to her and, and I'm really into this, like, this weird romantic triangle that's kind of happening right now. Um, uh, I loved um, the the meeting, the Avatar meeting was cool and uh, Oscar acting his little heart out getting possessed was so good um so i'm you know it's episode three and i'm in it i'm i still got questions but i trust they're gonna be answered so i'm here for the ride awesome aaron about you 
Uh, I love when these shows end up doing their requisite mid-season detour to an exotic locale. Um, and like it, it, the Egypt stuff is just delightful. It's so cool. Like, it, I mean, like you, you, you were pretty much banking that they would at some point you were going to Egypt. Like it's Moon Knight. Like he has, we have to. I was sitting there the first episodes. Like, I mean, this is dope. I'm feeling it. Like weird Swiss town, weird cult regular old london when are we going to get see him just jumping off of rooftops and like you know doing all the moon knight stuff and now we're getting more and more into it as it goes also the pringles can of oscar isaac is absolutely full because having him be able to take down those people without this suit is great i love it i love it um i was like oh man when the dude did the knife trick on the ground i was like oh yeah we about to brawl i love this stuff it's, <laughs> it's like hokey as it is i'm like oh great awesome do it also i've never drink it, drunk a drink out of a bag i need to go drink a drink out of a bag somewhere. <laughs> never slept a bag no one did that in college? <laughs> I, I did that but i did not have a straw <laughs> we're going to have to figure that out, Jamie, when we see each other. We're going to figure it yeah. out so when they incorporate it. <laughs> um, but it's really cool to see it all sort of like progress. I mean, he needs to stay away from reflective surfaces. They're not good for him. Uh, who is the avatar he, who talked to him when he entered the meeting? Who is that? Who, oh, I should have written down her know name. It? Yeah, she's yeah. great. I, I enjoy her a lot. And Harold's still terrifying. In this room full of literal gods, he walks in and like the air gets sucked out of the room. I'm like, yep, eat the hawk. Still, still a bad, bad dude. We're still going. So I love it. Yeah. Oh, Hathor. Yes. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Um, awesome. It's uh, that it was just fun. So I'm really excited uh, to see what we go next. They keep dropping trailers for this, too. So we've seen stuff that's so far into the future. I'm like, oh, man, where are we going to go? This is crazy. <laughs> this is just the biggest month for Marvel things that involve drinking out of a Capri Sun, basically. <laughs> of like between this and Morbius, it's just big, gigantic Capri Sun month. Um, but yeah, I I loved this episode. I thought that it it is the middle chapter, but there's so much that they are able to kind of bay in. Um, like we'll talk about it in particular, but rewatching it the second time, there are so many hints towards Jake Lockley in the point where it's just very very satisfying to see how they are peppering all of that in. Um, Oscar did just such an incredible job on so many levels in this episode like jamie said i love seeing him get possessed by conchu and just the way that he's able to deliver that performance um and then just like i have it written in the notes i tweeted about it already but the kind of like um christopher reeve superman moment where he transitions from mark to steven in that single take is just like oh that is just so good like this man understood the assignment on a level that is just so impressive like i am so happy that he is the lead of the show because i don't think anybody else could have even come close to delivering that kind of performance so yeah this one's just so much fun it's it's one of those best kind of detours that you can do while still kind of raising a lot of questions along the way um but yeah, with this episode, I can't remember exactly where it is. I should have made a better note of this, but we got a mention of Madripoor of like something supposedly happened with Mark and Layla and Madripoor. So it's very cool to still have that location um, be involved in this universe. Um, and like I said, there are a lot of hints for Jake Lockley in particular when they wake up in the cab and they're like, well, how did we get here? It's like, well, I don't know. I don't know either. It's like, hmm, you're kind of teasing something with regards and to in this. a cab nonetheless <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes it is very very convenient so it's one of those things I, where it's like oh go ahead 
I was going to say, I really thought in the end when he wouldn't wake up and she's like, Mark, Steven, I thought for sure he was going to wake up Jake. I was like Ooh. so surprised that didn't happen. Uh, but, the uh, you know, uh, I'm playing the guessing game. So with the rest of you. so <laughs> Luckily, after this week, like or after next week, we will be on the even playing field. Unless any of us happen to watch apparently the like secret episode that might have, may or may not have gotten uploaded for like three hours. I know Aaron knows more about it that, than I do. But yeah, <sighs> that was just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to explain that yeah what happened? yeah what oh that randomly some people saw episode five already so there's some people flying ahead of us like it's sitting in the background like i was like oh what, what why what do you mean episode five like i was writing for the site and jim viscardi comes storm again like aaron have you gotten episode five of Moon Knight? I'm like, no. Like, what, what are you talking? Have, have I supposed to have gotten episode five of Moon Knight? He's like, all right, cool. We're figuring it out. And I'm like, are we getting more? Like, what, what's happening? And then we just did it. But some people got lucky enough to see it, which good for you guys. I'm jealous. You're flying blind. And we're going to be flying blind with you next week. After yeah. next week, Jamie. And I'm sitting there like, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. Like <laughs> anything could happen at the end of this thing. As, as soon as shout out to TJ and the people in the comments who are like, I'm worried about the avatar. Cause I am worried about them now too. That was my first thought of watching all of this was I was like, this could go any millions of ways. And I would not be surprised. I'm like, Oh, as, as long as they don't, as long as they don't get rid of F Murray Abraham so I can hear him <laughs> insult people going forward. We're good. <laughs> Also, just shout out to the people who are tweeting that he sounds a lot like Optimus Prime. Like, <laughs> that is totally accurate. That never occurred to me in a million years. But like, I can totally see the resemblance there. I just love how this episode kind of leaned into the idea that is very true to the comics of like, Kanchi's not really the best. Like he, he kind of is a little problematic with the way that he kind of handles Mark and Steven and all of the Moon Knight personalities. And then even just having Harrow just be like, hey, you're the reason why I'm so screwed up. Like I, I'm kind of doing this in spite of you. I love that we're kind of true to that because when you're doing something in a very Disney context I was expecting them to kind of neuter him a little bit but they are really leaning into the idea of like he kind of he, he sucks he's not the best but we still kind of love him anyway because he's just being so snarky to when, everybody when the kid fell off that cliff and he was mm -hmm. like I thought he was hell like I was like <laughs> wow you're a jerk you're a real jerk what is that <laughs> I want to tell you guys a joke that my friend Joe came up with because it's really mm -hmm. good. And it's, um, what do you call the game where you have to decide in Moon Knight uh, who you want to uh, uh, boff, spend your life with, or be a prophet of God? It's F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> <laughs> that is excellent. That is Shout so out to my friend Joe because that, that really got me. <laughs> I also just need to say, like, the VFX for Kanshu are so good. Like, when they're, like, after the guy falls off the cliff and they're talking about it, and, like, he is just sitting there in broad daylight, I'm like, the the, the VFX team just nailed it, because he looks like he's a physical person, even though, obviously, he's not. Like, that that was just so unreal. Um, but, yeah, so then we, we got the Tribunal of the Gods, um, which we kind of mentioned there. That was super cool. I was very curious how we would kind of get, like, other gods and mythology in the show without having it be this fully, like, VFX. VFX heavy thing of having everybody there. So I think that was just such a cool process of that. And Oscar's performance and Ethan Hawke's performance were just unreal. Like Aaron said, Ethan Hawke can still be the most terrifying person in the room by far. He just, all he has to do is walk in and just be perfectly unassuming. And yet he is still so scary at the same time. You hear um, crunchy sandals, you go running. I know. Uh, <laughs> 
I those my feet hurt just watching this scene <laughs> and just thinking about how much his feet hurt. It's just like, ugh. Um, and then we got the little detour in this episode where they went to visit Anton Mogart, who is also known as Midnight Man. Um, that was he was played by Gaspard Yuli, who um, passed away in a skiing accident in January. So this was one of his final performances. Um, There's a little uh, title card kind of paying tribute to him at the end. So that was very cool. Um, if Jim gets here, I was going to ask him to explain who Midnight Man kind of is in the comics. So hopefully he will have thoughts on that if and when he shows up. Um, and then we got the big moment where they turn back the night sky that was just so crazy um my biggest question with this is like this show has done such a good job of feeling disconnected from the larger mcu i i was talking to chris and i was like a lesser version of this show would have had them like hunting for an infinity stone in in like the ancient ruins and would have tied stuff into there or it would have made it a thing of like oh mark and layla have like problems because of the blip or something but i love how disconnected so much of this has been but like we get to that moment of they're turning back the night sky that had to have been noticed, right? Like that can't that can't be a thing that just stayed in Egypt and nobody paid attention to. Like I saw tweets that were like Stephen Strange is just looking out his window and it's just like, what the heck's going on over there? Like I have no idea. But yeah, do y'all think like this is something that could get Moon Knight noticed in the larger universe and could kind of have ramifications? Cause it is just such a big thing to do. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, I you know, we could, you know, that that the classic Nick Fury post credit scene that, you know, we used to get all the time, uh, some kind of bring bring them into the fold. But I also, I, I you know, I think eventually, but whether or not we're going to see it now, I don't know. <laughs> Aaron, what do you think? Oh, man. Um, what do I say? Like, basically... Uh, we're talking about basically the idea of redemption, right? Yeah. Like that's a thorny subject in any fandom now. Like, you know, like people don't want it. People are, are done with the whole, you can redeem the villains thing. Also we, we have a body count in these Disney plus shows of villains get dealt with in like a real way, except for Agatha. Cause everybody loves her. But other than her, she's the only one who survived. Only one who deserved to survive. That's it. So I, ugh. <laughs> I don't think the chances are great. I find a ballpark. I'm like, oh, let's go 20, 25 percent. <laughs> I feel good about the numbers. I can that can shield me. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, and then the episode kind of ends with Conchu being captured and all of that sort of stuff. So it'll be very cur- it'll be very interesting to kind of see like how that goes going forward. Like like Aaron said, I hope this isn't the last of F. Murray Abraham because that performance is just something else it is just so good um but yeah jamie since you are the only one who hasn't seen episode four what kind of predictions or questions do you think you have after this episode oh my god oh gosh um i mean i i'm i'm still waiting to find out the the this history um i want to know about this mom is does she exist is that really mom on the phone or is this somebody else that's like my biggest question right now is is a little history there um uh i i feel like uh, you know, right before Conchu was was trapped, he was like, "Tell Mark to save me." I don't. I'm not Brandon. I don't do impressions. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and so I feel like he's gonna come back. Uh, and but uh, I, I I can't wait till they start selling those little statues though, because I want one for oh. my, my little area. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, and then for for like Jake, it, we gotta get Jake next episode. Is what I feel like, but I don't know. Um, so there's just so many things happening. Uh, and uh, where you know, I want to see some more God behavior. 
you guys know, like predictions. Me, <laughs> let let men kiss each other. That's yes. my prediction. That's it. But Tony but no, asked me, he's like, yeah. if I was shipping Mark and Steven, and I was like, that might be a little weird even for me. <laughs> yeah, get to draw a line somewhere, Jamie. Goodness gracious! Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but no, it is so it is so interesting, like hearing hearing your reaction and kind of what questions you have, because like I said, after next week, we will all be on the same even playing field and then we will all just be equally confused going forward. Um, but yeah, I, I will say Layla, Layla pointed out in the comments, the Funko potential from this episode is just insane. I have loved seeing the Funko Pops and all the merch that they've put out thus far. That has been so cool. And yeah, if they don't sell the little Conchu statue at like Disney by the end of this week, that is just going to be so sad they have been surprisingly forward with the merch i know i posted it on twitter there was like a magnet that said summon the suit on it by like sunday and it was like this episode just aired on wednesday and people are already able to buy merch for a thing that they didn't know about a week ago so i i love that that is the aspect of it and i feel like as the show keeps going it's going to get progressively crazier of like all of the merch we can get um but yeah did anyone have any other like thoughts or reactions to this episode because there there is a lot to unpack i started a debate in the comments which is would mark and steven be weirder than loki and sylvie and yes because loki and sylvie are two different people uh yes. and yeah i don't think mark and steven you would just be dating a mirror uh, yep. that's, uh, you know it's not i i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's uh the craziest thing that's ever happened and if you uh like love yourself that much but you know there's a lot of uh, factors in there uh, so that I'm ending this debate right now and I should never have started it perfect good idea Oscar Isaac just talking to a mirror for 30 minutes is just the Layla show that's what we've created congrats everybody that's what we just did <laughs> oh my god um but yeah if anyone in the comments has any questions like we have we have time to answer them if anyone has any burning thoughts um but yeah <clears throat> this episode was just so much fun and it is it, it's so satisfying watching the show week to week like i know aaron can attest to this of like binging the episodes was one thing but now getting to collectively enjoy it and kind of like pick apart the little details is just so much more fun like it i'm i'm glad we all communally get this experience because it is just so great um but yeah do you guys yeah. think, I mean, for us, it's so like, we're so in it, but like mm -hmm. casual fans, um, cause you know, my mom loves the MCU. She's seen it all. She's wa even watched all of agents of shield. Um, she's like <laughs> a big fan of it, but she's also like, doesn't read stuff. She has no idea about comics. She doesn't like, no, she hasn't tuned into the news. And and so she asked me what I thought about Noon Moon Night, and I repeated a lot of things I've said in the show. And then I asked her what she thought, and she just goes, I'm not sure. And I thought that was interesting. Uh, and I'm curious if you guys have anyone one people in your life that are like that, that are that are casual but like a lot of stuff. Uh, because uh, I because I think my mom is like overwhelmed with the show. <laughs> yeah, my my family and like even my extended family hasn't really started it yet. So I haven't really gotten that barometer, but I have kind of sat and I've been like, how can somebody who doesn't know Moon Knight, even tangentially from the comics, like how are they processing this show? And it is, it's one of the trickier shows because it's a completely new character and it is such a specific character at the same time that I think that is kind of an interesting challenge because there's so much to introduce and it is so different from everything we got in the MCU. Um, yeah. I, I think that we watched episode one while I was at home with my mom and my aunts and my uncles and they were just kind of thrown for a loop because they were like, what is happening? Like, what is because they saw like, you know, the Marvel title card and stuff. This one opens on something where it's just like immediate res horrifying. Hi, you like that glass? Crunk. Glass is gone. <laughs> uh, so they 
they were a little bit thrown, but I think mom's is mama Dukes is feeling it. I think she's feeling it a little bit. You know, Oscar Isaac is a charming lad. That'll that go a long way. You know, Absolutely. it really it helps does. for the moms for sure. It does. I mean, <laughs> listen, they don't call him daddy for no reason. I had to say that. That's for you, Layla. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah. I, I, I think that there is like a, a sort of like barrier to entry, but it's the performances are good enough that keep you going on, even though it gets a little weird. I mean, this is a universe where like there is a tree that just says his name. Like I think <laughs> people are, are wise enough to like, you know, it's going to get a little weird. 1000%. Um, so this is completely shifting topics, but I did like this question from Ryan reflects. Um, what are your thoughts on no way home, not having the deleted scenes included in the home release? Cause I know we have spoken at length on the show about the benefits of physical media. Um, I do find that kind of annoying. It's like, if I'm buying the blue, the blue ray, I do want as many bonus features as humanly possible. So that is kind of a bummer. What do you think? It's yeah, deleted scenes aren't always my like go-to first favorite thing that I want. Um, and, and sometimes they don't have like, sometimes product, like they have like slightly different or deleted scenes that ha- are kind of like, you know, especially this movie where a lot of it was green screen, like a deleted scene is just going to be like Tom Holland standing there with a blue background, like talking to nothing. <laughs> so I, I, like, I feel like too much might ruin the magic. If like, if they, if we like, if they were like Kirsten Dunst was in a scene, we didn't, and they didn't give it to me. I'd be pissed. But um, like, is there, I haven't watched it yet, as I said earlier, but is there a gag reel? Cause that's all I care about. <laughs> that is the important question. Cause blooper reels are always great. But yeah, Aaron, what do you think about it? I mean, it, it, the, somebody in the account, Damon was like, you know, it includes over 80 minutes of bonus content, most of which you can watch for free on YouTube. That does <laughs> kind of hurt the value proposition, does it not? Like, yeah. it's very strange that that stuff's not there, or at least that there isn't more, you know, because the movie proved that we will sit there through three hours and just watch <laughs> the, the, the boys be with each other and hang out. We would. If they had just filmed the lunch breaks, people would yes, watch the lunch yes. breaks and like clip it to YouTube or to Twitter or whatever <laughs> or Instagram. So, you know, it's a weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Sir Glean has another good comment that I was going to bring up. Who do we think could be the first character to come into contact with Moon Knight from the main MCU? Yeah, I'm curious what what y'all think. I, mean, I think I, it, hope it, I want it to be Blade. Yes, I I, Blade I'm in too. agreement there. Yeah, I feel like either Blade or Dane Whitman because mm-hmm. like they're both in the same part of London. It feels like they could have crossed paths and not even noticed it. So I, I, I thought I just they were working my, at the same museum for uh-huh. a minute. when we first yeah. met Steve, and I was like, he's working at that museum, and then I realized that that was not the case. But I thought like Cersei and Dane were gonna like walk by holding hands in the background or something. <laughs> but then I realized that I was that was not what was happening. I just am like, because because if this is set after Eternals, which it seems like it is, the fact that like a celestial popped out and like yeeted a bunch of people into space and like randomly at the end of Eternals, it's like no one's talking about that at all. It's not even on like a TV in the background or something like that is very weird because I feel like if that did really happen in London, that would at least still be like spoken about here and there. So that that aspect is kind of a little weird. But yeah, I would love for it to be a blade, a black knight. I know Damon is in the comment and says Elsa Bloodstone. I'm always down for Elsa Bloodstone. So that would be very cool. Um, but yeah, I want all my sad little boys together. I want them to all just hang out and be emo together. <laughs> I need that so badly. Yeah. Um, if, if the ending of this show was literally him going to another branch of the museum or like another part <laughs> of the museum and asking him to like borrow a pencil and it was Kit Harrington in a rolling chair, <laughs> like the internet would explode on itself. Like what? He was here this whole time. Um, but I think it is going to be played. Um, that would be so insane. There's a lot of people who work in museums now. 
Yeah. Everybody's like got our, you know, anthropology degrees and stuff. We went from like people <laughs> who are like military people to be like, no, nerds got it. We Nerd, got yeah. this. Hell yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, um, but yeah, so that is it for this episode. We we had so much fun today. There was so much to talk about. I will just say before we go around and really do plugs. So we do have a bonus episode that we'll be uploading on Friday. It'll be an audio version in your podcast feeds. It will be a video version if you go to the new Phase Zero YouTube channel. And it is an interview with um, Russell Bobbitt, who is a very legendary prop master in in Marvel. He has worked on the franchise since Iron Man. Basically, any if any Marvel production has filmed in, in the United States, he has had a role in the props that they are doing and so myself and brandon and aaron all got to sit and talk to him yesterday and that was so much fun um he has stories i know aaron can attest to it once he's back at his seat but like he has stories that are just so cool and so unexpected i'm told so us sorry i missed it he, he told it us a story about awesome. the infinity gauntlet that none of us were prepared for that was just the coolest thing that he just like he he just told us about so yeah aaron what did you think about doing that interview because oh, without was, spoiling stuff i did without spoiling anything it was really wild like you know someone who's seen that much of the mcu like the level of like recollection and like weird stories especially in the early days and stuff that's coming now like it was really fascinating that he was just like yeah we could talk about this we could talk about whatever you know and i was sitting there in the background like i can't believe he's telling us about like enter name of spoiler here like it's very <laughs> very very interesting you're gonna want to check it out Absolutely. Yeah, he made me look at the um, headphones that Peter Quill wears in a completely different way. Like you will you will look at so many different props in the MCU in a completely different way after that interview. So check that out on Friday. That'll that one will be so much fun. I hope you guys all enjoy it and tweeted us about it. Um, We are at phase zero CB on Twitter and um, everyone can kind of go around and plug their individual Twitters. Jamie, do you want to go first? Oh, yes. Hello, Jamie Cinematics. Uh, Month of Cage is still going quite strong. And uh, the month of Cage is meeting up with the phase zero comic book marvel loving time this saturday we are taking our our voices out of the community and into real twitter to do a live twitter watch party of ghost rider that's right it's nick cage meets marvel it's gonna be amazing it's saturday the 16th at 9 p.m central time um we got some fun things involved Uh, adam is gonna take over the comic book twitter account because adam is our resident ghost rider expert uh so you're gonna learn some cool facts about the movie and uh if if you are me you get to just be excited to watch nick cage for uh two hours uh i have not seen that movie since theaters so so I'm wow. really jazzed. Um, Damon is asking in the comments: Is it is it on a streaming service? Like, how can you, how can people watch um, it? I think it is. That's a really good question, and I'm okay. going to vamp for a second while I double check. <laughs> I th- go. I think it's on Amazon, but I could be wrong. Ghost Rider streaming. Look at me doing my thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's on Prime. It's on Prime. Perfect. So uh, yes, but also I'll pay three dollars to rent yeah. it. <laughs> I know I own the DVDs because those movies are much fun. Um, but yeah, definitely be a part of that. Tune in for that because that, that sounds so great. Aaron, what about you? Um, I'm at some Lake Hornet. Um, I was. Uh... Oh, oh, Aaron. Wonderful. Aaron's blowing. <laughs> well, for a second, I thought yeah. I meant Jim was coming in, but. 
just in the very last second, he's just gonna, oh no. Listen, Aaron's at Some Lake and Hornet yes. on social media. <laughs> the Call black Aaron. goop got him. The, the people, <laughs> yeah, the black goop got him. Oh no. Um, Better now than earlier in the show. <laughs> at least it's not when I, my internet cut out that one time and you two just had to vamp, which is Marvel. We were not good at just, that. Aaron and I need direction. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, he's at Summit Lake, Summit Lake Hornet on Twitter. Um, definitely go follow him on Twitter if you don't already. And I am at Hayes Jenalyn on Twitter. Um, go read some comics. There's a lot of very good comics this week, as always. Um, but yeah, there are some very great ones to go check out this week. And just to reiterate, with um, the bonus episode, it'll be available on Friday. I don't know the exact time, but it should hopefully be available on like on your podcast platform and on YouTube on Friday. Um, so yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back next week to talk about episode four of Moon Knight and whatever other crazy MCU news happens by then. Um, we could get any sort of post credit scene today. Who knows? It could be the Thor trailer. It could be nothing. We have no idea at this point. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.